0: So, we're here. Are we ready? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do this. We need like a side quest theme song. Yeah, we should really have one. That'd be good. I wish I'll have to come Dad up with something. One. <laughs>
1: maybe I'll maybe I'll take like the boner party of two and like bit crush it.
0: I did that at one point because it was easy in GarageBand, but it didn't sound that great cause, no, because it's you know. Because it's, cause it's a shitty song to begin with. Well, no, because fucking, you know, out-of-the-box GarageBand plug-in, not yeah yeah, really no. the most conducive. So, uh...
1: Anyways. Yeah. You guys had homework last time to we listen did. to The Architect by Idola, which was what I am considering my album of 2021, personally. Um, yeah you brought it up
0: on a previous side quest even i believe we talked about yeah because i'm just absolutely
1: obsessed with it i think it's one of the best albums i've heard in a long time i'm listening to it right now while we're talking (laughs) (laughs) because i wanted to get amped
0: yeah i mean i really enjoyed it a lot and the thing is i like i played i played it several times like right after we had talked about what we were gonna do for this one, and um, and I liked it, and then I had a baby, and my brain turned to mush, so I did listen to it again today, but really, the only thing that comes to mind when I think about it is like this sounds like if Seosin was a band worth listening to in my opinion, <laughs> and um and that's all I can really say, like the I feel like the... Um, Brian doesn't even know who Seosin is. That's nope. fine. It's really only a joke for you and I. because Which I think it's know. actually pronounced Saosin or something like that. Like, I've heard it. Of course it, it is, because fuck Anthony Green. What yeah, because
1: well, like. oh, California. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> California.
0: <laughs> sure. But, um, no, it's... I love how melodic the music is. I love how technical everything is. It feels very tight and very considered and... You know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, if I saw them live and they could play anything like it sounds on the CD, I would be blown away. Because I can't imagine humans playing this in sync and technically proficient with each other all at once. Well, it's like... I mean a lot of that a lot of the really crazy noodly
1: guitar stuff is coming from their newest guitarist like the dude Sergio Medina who's been in, he's in a couple other bands that are, again these all these bands we talked about this before are all kind of looped together in like a big mm-hmm. super band kind of conglomeration dudes from like Dance Gab and Dance and Strawberry Girls and uh Sergio's other band what's it? I can't remember he's got like three or four different bands there there's so many there's so many like uh royal Coda is another one and then you've got a lot like birds and then uh Var, and like all these bands are all tied together they share members it's like a conglomeration of like some of the most talented fucking musicians you've ever heard in your entire life and i've only who have i seen i haven't i've i almost saw a lot like birds live but then they decided to break up which is a huge bummer and then i missed when idola came to town last uh they came with Dance Gavin Dance and supposedly they were awesome. Um which I can't imagine them not being CD perfect live because of how technical and awesome they are. Because these yeah. guys are gonna want to show off all the time. So um and I don't know if you if you caught any of the stuff that was in the news recently, but there's the band Polyphia. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. No. Very technical instrumental band. Tim Henson is the name of the guitarist. He is like, he looks like he's maybe 12, but covered in tattoos. <laughs> and he's honestly one of the most incredible guitarists I've ever seen in my entire life. And the drummer is amazing, too. And they they just played Holy a festival. Fuck
0: you weren't wrong. He looks like he's probably like 13 years yeah. old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the drummer, they just played a festival of some sort this past weekend. And the drummer's inner ear monitors went out. And he lost his click track and all of his... Like, they have samples and stuff that they cue to and everything. Like, yeah. these bands are so technical live that they they kind of need click tracks constantly and, and to be able to hear everything. So they're playing a festival. Drummer's inner ear monitors go out, like, halfway through the first song. Oh, God. And the drum tech comes out and taps Metronome on his fucking thigh for the entire <laughs> set. And, and he finishes the set flawlessly. So, like... These bands are like elevated to like a whole different level of musicianship and just Mm -hmm. ability that, like, I cannot even fucking imagine. Mm -mm. Like, I can't, I cannot fathom being on stage in a setting where there's tens of thousands of people and my inner ear monitors go out and I can't hear the guitar and I just have to play the song without cues. I can't even, it doesn't, it doesn't process in my brain. But this is something that these guys, they're so technical and they have to be so on their shit and they probably play these songs millions of times and millions is probably an exaggeration, but like I would, I would, I guarantee that Idola can play this stuff live and it sounds perfect.
0: No, I hope you're right. Cause that would be super satisfying, I think, to go and see them, but no, I, it's weird. It's this weird other part of, um, musicianship where I feel like a lot of the times at least in like a more formal setting there's a lot of praise heaped upon um, jazz and like soloing and improvisation and that kind of thing which obviously people who do it well are incredible Um, but this is the exact other opposite end of the spectrum in terms of like purely technical people putting together notes and playing them in a rhythm exactly the same every time at insane speeds and it's just a very like it's a wide spectrum that I haven't really thought about in this way before in terms of like the technical proficiency of actually being able to execute things quickly and melodically and properly versus the whole like I'm gonna make it up on the spot and make it sound really good. And I feel like I can appreciate both of those things. And I think this band does a really good job of like I don't know. It It just it felt the music feels very dense and rich. And not in a way that it's like a, a, a wall of sound that I don't want to like comprehend or feel like pulling apart and listening to very closely. I think they do it. It's very intricate and I feel like I like it a lot and I'm excited to listen to it more. Like I think um, it's one of those things where like right now I can't even call out specific songs to you because I just haven't listened to it enough but I feel like eventually I'll start going back and being able to pull out melodies and, and things that I really really enjoyed and that kind of thing and I I don't do that much for non-pop music anymore is what I'm finding. Like I listened to the Chili Peppers album recently and I listened to like, I basically always listen to Ben Folds and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and that's about all that I really listen to nowadays and maybe some John Mayer too. But recently with the Coheed stuff and again with this album, I feel like I'm getting back into that kind of like more alternative and progressive space that I haven't been in in a while and it feels like a weird like i'm stretching a muscle that i haven't used in a long time and i like it it's nice
1: it's interesting you say that about jazz music i I, the latest one of the latest episodes of strong songs um Mm. what's his name kirk wow kirk hamilton yeah he he did an episode about tango music and i saw i haven't listened to
0: it yet but i saw it's
1: fascinating it is such a great episode where he breaks down tango music with two of the most like well-known tango musicians in portland oregon and they like when you say that about jazz being the the whole improvisational and like unstructured yada yada like they kind of break down how tango is similar to that in that there is a lot of improvisation and feeling the crowd and like feeling the dancers and everything, but also like there's a language spoken by the music that is also reminiscent or similar to jazz music. Like jazz may not necessarily have a structure, but it does have a language and like all of the musicians in the group can speak that language with each other. And it's about feeling that and, and that quality, uh, which is something that like I, I haven't played in many jazz bands or any for that matter, or <laughs> tango bands. but like I there, there's that musicianship and camaraderie that you have in bands where like you you either click with the people you're playing with or you don't click at all. Mm-hmm. And I've been fortunate enough in every band I've been in to have friends and musicians that I've played with where I felt like I legitimately connected with them and we spoke a similar language. And I think that is what has always propelled me to push forward in music is like being able to speak that language. And when they're throwing some of their language at me that I don't quite understand, pushing myself to translate it and figure it out is what always made me a better musician overall.
0: So that makes sense. That's cool. I personally like other than like band in high school, I've never really gotten that because I've, I never really played, I played it, I did play the variety show once in high school with a dumb band that like, Nate and a couple of our friends got together and made a song, we called ourselves The Last King of Scotland, because I think that's the movie that was playing at the main art at the time (laughs) The Second to Last King of Scotland is what we decided to name our band Um, and we just made this weird like surf rock kind of song, I don't know why we just did, and it was fun but that like there's a very big difference between like large group of people working together with the conductor versus like four people that are you know actually psychically connected to like conveying music together I think there's very yeah. big differences there so hopefully one day I get to explore that but Brian what do you think of this album yeah <laughs> Brian
1: as somebody who doesn't <laughs> typically listen to this particular style of music like how did you feel about this album
2: I can appreciate the intricacy of it for sure and the musician musicianship, even though I'm not a musician, I definitely have I feel I have a pretty discerning discerning ear for that kind of thing. Apparently I can't talk, but um Did you start Invisalign? Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um he started he
1: started jaw expanders. help with his microstomia. Lip 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 wideners? Yeah. Mouth yeah. wideners. It's My- that, it's just that it's that game that yeah. Ellen DeGeneres had yeah, or whatever the, where like uh, the, spe- the mouth one?
0: Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Anyways, spe- Yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah. Uh so one of the things I I didn't really hear Alex touch on too much but like the vocals specifically like how do you feel about the vocals cuz I know you can be very particular about who you listen to and their voices?
2: I think the the singer, or is, I don't know if there's more than one singer. The main singer's name is Andrew Wells, and there are there's like backup screaming and stuff too. I his voice is fine. It's just uh, the styling's not always what I want, but you know, that's that's just how it is. It's like it's a genre that I don't normally listen to. I feel. So it takes some adjustment. Uh, I, it didn't bother me really. What did bother you about it? <laughs>
0: <sighs> be negative, dude. It's okay. That's,
2: we're critiquing it. That's I what we're here don't,
0: for. I don't think he needs to necessarily be negative if it's just not something that he engaged with. Yeah. Right?
2: It's not, I mean, the it's, vocals didn't bother me, but they didn't draw me in. They're not, the style's just not my thing. Right. You're not belting it out when you drive down Kipling to yeah. go home. I don't I don't need to be singing along every day. <laughs> and yeah. if I did sing along, it wouldn't be like that. So it's I I have a hard time discussing It would be like craft work. Like what <laughs> what draws me in when it comes to vocals because it's kind of all over the place and I just but then there's just certain things I'm like, yeah, that's not really for me. You know? I just always find it interesting to figure out, like, what draws anybody into any
1: kind of music. Because there, yeah. there have been several times where I'm playing some bullshit screamo at work and Ed will look over at me and be like, how can you listen to this? Why? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would probably and, um, agree with them. And, and it's like, well, why not? You know, how do you listen to the shit you listen to? You know? Like, how do you listen to the music? I shouldn't call it shit, because I listen to pretty much everything he listens to, too. Except <laughs> I'm not really into the Grateful Dead. I don't really understand the dead. That's that's a whole different thing, though. You have to be I a should dead understand. I understand.
2: should understand
1: the dead, because I get jam bands, like, to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't quite get the dead. That's okay. Or fish. There's a whole other that matter.
0: John Mayer, that I haven't locked into now that he also tours with the Grateful Dead. He's done. Like They're it. done. The dead's done.
1: That's over. They're dead. dead they're dead. company? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're done touring now for good. You can you can look that up and figure it out for real, but no, I just like I'm interested to know like what are the things you listen to or when you're listening to music like what are the things that draw you in? And what is what is it about, you know, like what is it about Tool that you like? And like what is it about Deftones that you like? Or, you know, like we never even went into that like with Coheed, like what exactly did you like about Coheed? Obviously, like you, everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, the music was cool and I liked the way it sounded. But like, okay. I'm always, I'm, cur- I'm curious to go deeper into that sort of thing with, with anybody really because it, it does, you know, it fascinates me to know, like I can, like if you came to me and you were like, why do you, why do you like Idola? I could tell you right now, I like Idola because I think the vocalist is absolutely incredible. And I want to sing every word and note that he sings.
2: Like, And I would push myself and train myself to do it. I guess that's that's the difference. I I mean, for me, vocals... I have zero interest in singing along. I've never been that kind of person. I don't want to sing along. I feel like I'm ruining my experience if I'm inserting my own voice with or over the top of somebody else's voice who's clearly much better at it than I am. Your voice is actually pretty good, so maybe it's not the same case like actually pretty good <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joyce, i have mean, always that. i've
1: always sang along to music though is like is the thing like anytime i've ever you know i m- you know my mom and dad both had me growing up listening to michael jackson and 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 frankie valli and elvis presley and like all these people who are like it's very singer centric music so, like, I feel I'm very drawn to that to begin with. Um, but I do, like, you know, I appreciate talented drummers, and I appreciate incredible guitarists. I mean, like, again, the, the band Polyphia has zero vocals. It is all instrumental, and I love listening to that music. And the band I Built the Sky, again, very guitar-heavy, like, progressive metal music that
2: is completely instrumental. Both of these bands, of which you would probably love, Um, You should send those along to me because I love listening to vocalist music, instrumental music. I love it. But not always. Like I guess for me, vocals are it's more about how it sounds with the music. Like I care about it's like another instrument to me. It's not necessarily singing always even like I don't even care what they're saying most of the time
1: no and, and I and I I get that and I appreciate that and that's actually it's funny you say that in that particular manner because that is literally literally the way Kanye West feels about the voice like the voice is an instrument and should be utilized as such and like he, he's been quoted as saying the singer from Bon Iver is like the most he thinks he's the most incredible singer on the planet and has the the most incredible voice ever. And I don't necessarily disagree. I think the dude has an amazing voice, and their music is great. Um, I don't understand Kanye West's appreciation for the voice, and then also using autotune. But yes. this is a whole other conversation that we could have about, and I've had this argument with many people many a times, about autotune being used as a crutch and them telling me that no it's used as a tool it's it's like using an effects pedal on your guitar and I'm like no it's not because effects pedals don't purposefully make you sound better
2: you're using it as <laughs> an like, effect it works in some genres to a degree but in his genre I would say it's kind of a crutch
1: it's clearly been abused right I mean we can all kind of agree on that
2: um Yeah. As far as like the actual music goes, like I like to like, it's, it's kind of a mix between pleasing patterns that are like ever subtly changing or even abruptly changing. And I think that's what I'm drawn to. And I like, I like some variety. Like, I don't want every song have the same fucking vibe, you know, like, give me some variety.
0: That's, no, that's
2: cool. Um, and this album does have that. Like, yeah. I appreciate it. For sure. Um,
0: the Grateful Dead ended in 90, 1995. Uh, starting in 2015, uh, Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, and Bill Kreutzmann started touring with John Mayer, Oteil Burbridge, and Jeff Comente as Dead and Company. They do a bunch of Grateful Dead music. They're currently on tour. I am, I'm pretty sure this is their last tour then or something to that effect. Not according to Wikipedia. There's no note well, of that.
2: We'll be if the COVID gets them.
0: <laughs> Very true. Well, true for all of us. Uh but no, I didn't I haven't seen I like even like if I go back here and look at news. What does the news say for Dead and Company? Uh, nothing. It's all, all random dead and company news. So I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, not important. Sir,
1: circling back to variety in the, in this particular album, The Architect by Idola. Again, I'm just gonna keep throwing that in there every once in a while. Um I, yeah, this this it this album does contain a lot of variety. It starts with like a pretty low key entry, like Introductory song, and it just explodes with the second track, and the third track ramps it up even more. And then they dial it down for like an interlude of the fourth track, and then the fifth track blows up again. It but the fifth track, uh, which is what is the name of it? Uh, no, it's not Caustic Prayer. Um, t- t- why can't I find it? Why am I, why is this happening to me right Occam's now? Occam's Razor. My, I think my tracks are off. Hold on. First track's intro. Second track blows up. Counterfeit Shrines is number three. That's my favorite song.
0: That is not the track list that I have.
1: <laughs> Did I send you a weird track listing or something?
0: No. I, I went off of uh, Apple Music, which starts with a song called Hidden Worship.
1: Yep. Shrines counterfeit Shrines is number shrines. two.
0: Caustic Prayer is number three.
1: Yeah, okay, so Caustic Prayer, Counterfeit Shrines and Caustic Prayer are super explosive, like boom, like huge songs. Empty Gardens kind of brings it down a little bit. Then the Occam's Razor, the fifth track, is like an, an intro to Perennial Philosophy. Perennial Philosophy is a song that like completely blows this album apart in a way that I can't really explain other than it just like, it brings it down in tone and this—if you're one of those people that picks out, like Alex, you were saying you—you you could pick out like certain melodies and things, and mm-hmm. like bits and pieces of this stuff as like uh, noteworthy. Uh, specifically, there are there, and this is getting super into the the, the shit here. There are hi hat hits in this in Perennial Philosophy that stand out so much as like a like. They're called hi hat barks. It's when you hit the hi hat and you close it real fast, like it's open quick for a hit and you close it real quick. It's called a bark. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are hi hat barks in that song that just every time he hits them, I just I'm like, it, it is
2: like a thing. I can't explain <laughs> it. It doesn't make sense. I um, that one actually stuck out to me as one of the ones I liked the most. Yeah, that that
1: song is fantastic. It also has a really crazy crazily uh saturated in color music video that's interesting to watch um but yeah this this whole album from start to finish just it has this roller coaster of like feel and it works perfectly i think as a cohesive album and for it only being 45 minutes long is a shame because i feel i I just I, i want more
0: out of them by the end of it like it's so good it's so good yeah. Anyways. No, I'm down to, I'm going to listen to it more. I'm down to check out more of their stuff.
1: I guess um, like, do you guys have people in your lives that you think you would recommend this album to, or does it not seem like something anybody else that you know would be
2: into? I would recommend it to you guys. <laughs> outside, I think, outside of us. I think Nick, oh.
0: I think Nick would probably uh, enjoy I, I think he would find things to enjoy about the band. I don't know if it would be his exact
1: I think he would listen to the guitar work and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Mm-hmm. Is what would happen. Specifically on "Caustic Prayer," there's a noodle that uh, Sergio does leading up into like the verse that just fucking rips, man. It is so good. That's what I'll say. Uh, it, it
0: took me back to watching Dan, you know, fuck around on the guitar in the basement while yeah. you guys were practicing, and that I missed that feeling because it was fun. It was a good time.
1: Well, we went, Megan right. and I went and saw Covet at The Loving Touch, which is another band you guys should listen to. The instrumental, most of the time, they have a couple songs with vocals. Um, but they're, it's not heavily vocal centric by any means. It's very guitar heavy because the lead guitarist is amazing. Um, but I ran into Eric Schmelling. Shout out really? to Eric. Nice. Probably not listening to this, but. Uh, <laughs> and he's jamming with Dan dan b now and i was super i'm just super envious of the fact that he gets to play music with dan b because that was one of the things i always loved doing that's beautiful dan's one of those people i really feel like i connected with yeah but uh and eric made me feel really good because he said to his friend who was there whose name is is now uh i can't remember yeah his name's escaping me uh, but he said to his friend that he's like, John, John also shreds in a manner of his own or, or something along those lines. And I, I was just like, super like, oh, Aw. like, that's awesome. <laughs> made me feel really good because I haven't touched my drums in two years. It just made, made me feel like I need to start playing again. Yeah. And then Brian on Friday night told me I need to start playing music again, except he was really drunk and he said it in a manner in which it made me feel really bad.
2: I was trying to remember what I was saying, but it felt very heartfelt at the time. <laughs> it, did, it was super heartfelt. It
1: made me feel really bad and sad, and I wanted to cry. And then I thought you were going to cry. You probably did cry. There are a few things you said to me that I thought you were going to cry.
2: <laughs> Maybe I was. I don't know. But you were super drunk. <laughs> you should. It's okay, man. Good times. Time.
1: Because because drunk drunk words are are sober thoughts, right? Pretty much.
0: That's the same. Yeah uh john you should play music again
1: yeah i should i, I should play music more. i than agree I do. with drunk brian <laughs> i also agree with drunk brian
0: he's he can be he can be pretty on the nose um i gotta i gotta start wrapping it up but here's what i'll say we should talk about obi-wan when uh maybe when it's finished
1: yeah let's do a spoiler a cast of obi-wan that? when it's done um, Alex, you had another album you wanted us to listen to as homework.
0: Yes, so this is an album I think I have told John to listen to before but I'm pretty sure he probably forgot about it and you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Maybe you did listen to it, I don't know, we'll find out, but um, this is a group made up of three people, they put out one album in 2014, they had an EP before that in 2012 their name is Sisyphus and it is a collaborative project between Serengeti Sisy a- face. Sisyphus Okay. Like the Greek god Sisyphus. Ah. Uh, Serengeti, who's a rapper from Chicago. Sunlux, who, uh, it's, uh, they're a group. Sunlux is dope. group that, uh, experimental group that makes a lot of sweet music. And then Sufian Stevens, who you may have opinions about oh, him. really? I know nothing about him other than the fact that he, uh, masqueraded as the son of Cat Stevens when he first came out, which is apparently not true. Uh, he just did it for notoriety and then also, uh, you know, he, he makes, uh, other music, but, uh, That's so the, he, we should, we should do, uh, Illinois or something. Yeah. Okay. We I should talk album. about that in the future. Okay. Too. I'd be down. I've literally, this is the only thing of Sufi and Stevens that I've ever listened to is, Sarah, uh, really? is Sisyphus. Yes. A thousand percent.
1: Oh, I awesome. Have, yeah. Illinois no, is great. Yeah. I have, I have no Michigan actual, as well.
2: It's just okay. pretty solid.
0: But yes, so the album is called Sisyphus. The group is called Sisyphus. It should be available on most. Yeah, uh, I got it right here. Streaming. things. It's eleven uh, tracks, and uh, and I enjoy it quite a bit. Apparently, Jeremy D. Larson on Pitchfork gave it a six point two out of ten. I think that's pretty stupid. But um, well,
2: they're kind of up their own asses. Let's that's fair. fair, and that's the thing. I don't
0: think this album is like filled with like absolute home runs but there's a lot of stuff that i really enjoy on it and i think we'll have a good discussion and it's not like it's very it's a hip-hop electronic thing and it's not usually my thing it's something i got from rick and and i enjoy it a lot i'm glad that he showed it to me this is totally um, rick music absolutely yes yes so uh, let's talk about Sisyphus. Maybe I should see if Rick will join us, too. That would be fun.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun, especially because, like, I know what, what other stuff he's into, because he, it was it, what was it, uh, Black Moth, White Butterfly, or whatever, that he was really into. I don't know. I think that's.
0: He's really into. Um,
1: oh, Black Moth, Super Rainbow. That's who it was. Okay. And he, yeah, like, we were listening to Black Moth, Super Rainbow uh, in Boston last time. Cause he brought him up.
0: Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. No. And, um, you know, Nick and Rick have, have some overlap and like, they really enjoy, uh, Yoni Wolf, which I don't know if you know much about Yoni Wolf, but he's, no, he's got a lot of different musical projects and things, um, and stuff like that. And, uh, but no, Sisyphus is one of the things that I think, uh, that Rick had kind of put me on to. And, uh, I enjoy the, the album a lot and I end up going back to it quite a bit because there's some good stuff on there so hopefully you guys will enjoy it and we can talk about it more next time
1: right on alright thanks for joining us for this side quest everybody hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully you take a chance and listen to The Architect by Idola Yes. and then for next time listen to Sisyphus and then maybe join us in the discord absolutely and then we'll see you then peace